0: I want you to take your Bibles, remain standing for just a moment, and turn with me to Psalm sixty-one. Psalm sixty-one. Uh, I, I, I want to. I know this is going to be a little different. It's, it's Mother's Day, and uh, you, you know, usually we have a little frou foo message on mothers and and fluffiness. And and I, I did have some fathers that said, you know, preacher, you, you, every time it's Mother's Day. You always preach a message that brags and honors the mothers, but on Father's Day, you chew us out. So, <laughs> I don't know if there's any truth to that, but maybe it is, I don't know. But uh, I, I, I want to, this is really not a Mother's Day message per se, uh, but it's something that's on my heart. It's not going to be long, uh, but, but I'm feeling it, and, and, and I got to thinking you know, sometimes, sometimes you just get overwhelmed, yes. overwhelmed. And so that's what's been on my spirit. That's what's been on my heart. And so I wanted, I wanted to deal with that and preach on that. And then I got to thinking what mother has not from time to time felt, overwhelmed. do I have a witness ladies? And so why don't we just deal with it? Let's just deal with this subject and, uh, and see what God has in store for us today. Psalm 61 in verse number 1. I'll be honest with you, I've been working on Psalm 55 all week. All week, I've been working on Psalm 55. And uh, and, and Psalm 61 was going to go with it, but it, the main body was going to come out of Psalm 55. And I've had a rough week this week. It's just been a booger. I mean, one of them kind. And anybody else have a rough week this week? Anybody? Thank you. God bless you. All the rest of you, we hate you. <clears throat> But there are some here that we're together. Amen. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Somewhat. <clears throat> I got here yesterday and you know, Saturday, Saturday, there's nobody here. And in my office, my office is kind of like my little sanctuary. It's kind of like my hiding place where I, I feel safe from the world and, and, and people. And, uh, and I, I I I was so looking forward to getting that going wide open all week and, and getting to my sanctuary and, and uh where I could study and spend some time and, and it's just me and my Bible and the Lord and, and, and my, my study programs on my computer and I get there and I sit down and get all my stuff situated on my desk and I get ready and the power goes out. Wow. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, it, really? I mean, I wanted to tear the sheetrock off the walls <laughs> and I just sat there a minute and, uh, and God said, just chill. Yeah. i got my phone and I, and I, I hit uh, a song on that. I usually, I listen to a song called gratitude and, uh, man, it just began to minister to me and I, I I'm just being transparent this morning, uh, Probably my biggest stress in life is what I'm going to do where I'm standing right now. I mean, it is. It's my biggest worry. It's my biggest stress. I want to make sure that I'm saying what God wants me to say here. So study is very important to me. And so here I am stressing over this. And God said, just chill. I'm going to give you what you need, but you need to be with me right now. And so for a little while yesterday, while it was in the dark, it was just me and him. And I'm telling you, I needed it. And so God led me from Psalm 55 to Psalm 61. And just to give you the gist of Psalm 55, David is so frustrated and so overwhelmed, some, some, Commentators believe that this was at the point of his life when he was betrayed by his son Absalom and betrayed by his, his best counselor, his closest friend Ahithophel. And he said this, Oh, that I had wings as a dove, I would just fly away and be at rest. I would get I would escape this pending storm. Has anybody ever felt that way? I mean, stuff had just piled and piled and piled on you that, that, that you just want to run. Right. Doesn't matter where, just run, go somewhere, get away from it all. Yes. Well, then God took me from Psalm 55 to Psalm 61 and in Psalm 61, Lord, I'm feeling it. <clears throat> yeah, come on, in Psalm 55, David said, I just want to flee. I just want to fly away. Psalm 61, he said, when I'm overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. Yeah. And anyway, I'm just preaching to me right now. I'll get to y'all in a minute. <clears throat> Psalm 61, verse one. Hear my cry. And by the way, that rock is Christ. If you want to know. First Corinthians ten four tells us that and reveals that to us. If you want to write that down so you can look that up later. Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. Many commentators believe when he is saying the end of the earth, when I'm at the end of myself. When I, We would say it like this. When I'm at my wits, when I'm there, will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou, see now we know he's talking about a person. This is Christ. For thou has been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. That's covering. Selah. That means stop and think about what I just said. For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Thou wilt prolong the king's life in his years as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. O oh, prepare mercy and truth, which may preserve him. So will I sing praise unto thy name forever, that I may daily perform my vow. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the singing. Lord, thank you for the worship. Thank you for the music. Thank you for the people who practice to make that happen. Lord, I so enjoyed those songs. They ministered to me. And Lord, they're so true. How many times have you showed up to help me? How many times have you showed up right on time? Father, I pray right now that this will be one of them times. I pray that you'll give me the power. I pray that you'll give me the wisdom. I pray that you'll give me the unction from the Holy Ghost. Lord, help me to preach full of the spirit and full of power. I pray, Lord, that your word will go forth and encourage and and strengthen and restore. I praise you. I thank you. I give you all the glory. Don't let me say anything I shouldn't. And don't let me forget anything I should. In Jesus' precious holy name I pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. The definition to overwhelmed is to bury or drown. To bury or drown. That's That's fitting. You just feel like you're drowning. Defeat completely. Like this. Given too much of a thing. How many of y'all have ever been given too much of a thing? Lord, I can't take no more. Lord, I can't handle anymore. It is described this way. It is described as being completely overcome by an unruly and intense emotion that something is too challenging to manage and overcome. It is a feeling if you've been there, and if you're not, you, you you really are not going to appreciate this whole sermon. But if you've been there, you understand what that means. You understand the feeling, you understand the emotion, you understand the fear, you understand the frustration You understand the feeling that I can't take any more. I can't go on. I can't take another step. I feel hopeless. I feel helpless. I feel like there's nothing else I can do. Or we get to that point. What are we going to do now? And David is a man after God's own heart. Imagine that. A man after God's own heart. A man who wrote. Tons and tons of worship music and worship songs. A man who was had the anointing of God on him. We're talking about a giant killer. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. A man of God who has gone through difficulty and sorrow. And there were times in David's life that he just said, I feel overwhelmed. I feel like I'm drowning. I feel like I can't go on. I feel like I can't take another thing. What is it going to be next? And by the way, don't ever say, what is it going to be next? Because you will find out. And he's overwhelmed. And I, and you know, when you're reading this, this is not part of the message, but I'm gonna just throw this in there. I can I can really see him in that state where he says, uh, "Lord, uh, when I'm overwhelmed, lead me." Yeah. I can't even get there. Right. I, I can't even I can't even see where I'm going. I I can't even I can't even get myself there. God, I'm gonna need you to get me there. Right. Get me to the rock yeah. that's higher than I. And here here's y'all know I'm a very practical preacher. You know I, I I'm. I'm I'm not one of those you should. I am one of the, what what do I do? You know what do I do? What do I do when I'm overwhelmed? What what do I what do I do when I can't breathe? What do I do when I feel like I can't go on? What do I do when it seems like my world is crashing in all around me? What do I do? Well, David has some eye wheels here. It's amazing we we have DMD disciples making disciples in the process of the 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 making disciples is is taking the word and then we do what we call our I wills because of what I learned today this week I will and then you just fill in the blank. In other words, if we if, if we are in chapter two of DMD, chapter two teaches you how to tell your story, how to tell your testimony. And, and, and so at the end of that, God will probably put on your heart somebody you need to share your story with. So after we learn how to share our story, at the end, we say, God, what will we do? And we will say, I will share my story with my barber or with my uncle or with my, my mother, or with my father. Does that make sense? Yes. And so today... Today, I'm going to take out of this chapter four I wills that David has. When he is overwhelmed, we see four different I wills here in this chapter. And and I I don't know how long it's going to be. It's probably going to be short, but that's all right. Uh, uh, We'll get out of here early. Say amen. Number one, number one, number one. He says in verse number one, hear my cry, O God attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry. I want you to write that down. Number one, when you get overwhelmed, I will cry. I will cry. Now this is not the word meaning, you know, whimper, whimper, tear, tear, I'm not talking about sniffling and I'm not, I'm not talking about weeping cry, which that may entail part of it, but the word cry means to call out. It means to call out through the idea of accosting a person. Accost means to approach boldly, aggressively. I'm going to cry out to God. I'm going to get real with God. I'm going to get transparent with God. This is not, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. This is not, Lord bless this food. No, no, no this is not OMG. This is calling out to God and crying out to God and say, God, I need you. Yes, Lord. I need you. There's another Psalm that kind of illustrates what I'm talking about. Psalm 142. Psalm 142, verse one, it says, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, with my voice unto the Lord that I make my supplication. Look what it says. Verse two, I, what's that word? Poured, say it with me. I poured out my complaint before him. I showed him before him my trouble. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then thou knewest my path. In the way wherein I walked, have they privately laid a snare for me. I looked on my right hand, and behold, there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. So what did he do? I cried. Say it with me. I cried. When you feel like nobody cares, you need to cry. When you feel like there's no one there, you need to cry. When you feel like you have no hope and you have no help, you need to cry unto the Lord. Thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. Attend unto my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. He said, I cried unto the Lord. I cried. He poured out. He poured out what was inside of him. What what am I saying here? This is as simple as I can tell you. You need to get real with God. You need to get real with God. You need to be authentic with God. You need to be transparent with God. You need to tell Him how you really feel. Tell Him what you're going through. Listen, be real. Don't don't have some fake generic prayer. Don't, Don't have some fake written out, wrote out, you know. Just be real. Why? He already knows. If you're frustrated, say, I'm frustrated. If you're angry, say, I'm angry. If you're, if you're, listen, if you're confused, say, I'm confused. Pour out what's on the inside out to him. That's what it means to cast your care upon the Lord for he careth for you. Pour out your burden, pour out your issue, pour out your frustration, pour out your pain, give it all to him. He said, I'm going to show him. Look what the next part. Look what the next part. <clears throat> he says, I showed him, or excuse me, I showed before him my trouble. What do I what did I take from that? Be specific. Be specific. Don't say, Oh, God help me. Say, oh, God, help me with this problem in my marriage. Oh, God, help me with this bill I have coming up. Oh, God, help me with this doctor's appointment. I'm afraid of what that test is going to be. I'm afraid of what it's going to be. Oh, God, help me with these disgruntled people I can't make happy. Just be specific. I, I, I can remember, there's several times, but two specific instances I remember in my ministry. One... I was, I was preaching in a meeting when I had when I had several of my mentors there. I'm talking about people I looked up to highly. One of them, one of them was a, a, a very much an academic intellectual. Sounded smart with everything he said. Probably never wore camouflage a day in his life. And I'm going to be honest. Brother Doug, I was intimidated. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to just be transparent here. I was scared to death. I said, here I am. One of them's going to take my diploma back from me. <laughs> and the other one's going to think I'm an ignorant doofus redneck. And I was scared to death. And man, I remember it being in a trailer and praying on my knees before that meeting. I said, God, I said, I don't want to look stupid. I said, God, I know I want to preach good today. Please help me preach good. And I said this, I said, God, I'm confessing right now. This is carnal and it might be prideful. I don't know. I I might be prideful wanting to preach good, but if I'm prideful, repent after me, but I'm repenting, but let me preach good anyway. That's exactly what I said. I was being as honest as I've ever been in my life. And I'm going to tell you this, I don't. I've preached that message that I preached uh, 50 times. And I've never one time preached it like I did that day. I just got real with God. There was a time I left here. I was going down I-20. Had some personal issues. This really didn't even have anything to do with ministry. Just personal issues in my life. I was struggling with man. I, I was. I'm telling you, you're talking about Psalm 55. I I I, I just wanted. To, I just wanted to keep going, just drive till I run out of gas. Yeah. And all I said was, "Help me, yeah. God, help me." That's all I could say. Right. Just help me. I'm trying. Help me. And I can't go into details, but. I'm going to just tell you this. God helped me. He helped me. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying when you get overwhelmed, just cry unto him. Cry unto him. Listen, there was a a song that that I grew up listening to with with one of the families in the church would sing. It's called Tears Are a Language That God Understands. It's a cool song. You ought to look it up. So David said, I will cry. I will cry unto the Lord. I will call out to him. I will be real. I will be specific. I will, I will be transparent with God. Secondly, look what he says. He says, not only will I cry, I'll cry unto the Lord. That's when we need to be real. Then in verse four, say it with me. I will I will abide. That's where we need to be still. In verse one, we need to be real. In verse two, we need to be be still. Tabernacle was where the Ark of the Covenant was. The tabernacle was where the presence of God resided. I looked up that word abide. You're going to love this. Turn aside from the road. Y'all see that turn aside from the road, remain, sojourn to stay Here's what it means. The road is your, is your life. We're going, 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 going. And what God is saying, it's time to throw her in park. Turn aside. That's right. Pull over, pull over. Pull off the road a minute and hang out, hang out with me. He says, just stop. abide in his presence. Here I am yesterday. Man, I'm just, I'm just wound tight. Man, if I don't have my, if I, if I don't have my message, if I don't have my sermon Uh, uh, by by that Saturday afternoon Lord Jesus I'm scrambling and I'm worried to death and y'all know I've told y'all this before my greatest fear in life that reoccurring dream everybody's got a reoccurring nightmare that happens that reoccurring about every six months I'm standing here before you you're looking at me waiting for God to speak and I have nothing I'm telling you, it just, I, I'll wake up in a cold chill and, and it, you, you, some of you go, oh, my greatest fear is to be in public naked. No, no, no. I'd rather streak right down main street. Maybe that's too much information. I'm just trying to get you to know the gravity of this situation. Anyway. It scares me to death. And so I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here. I don't have my outline. I'm really not even positive of where I need to go with this this message. And I'm sitting here. I finally get to my sanctuary. I finally get to my spot. I finally get to where I feel comfortable and I'm safe. and, And I sit down and I get everything ready and the power goes out. I mean, everything. And I realized then I, I relied way too much on technology. Right. Just about every book on my shelf, every study book on my shelf, I've got it on, on my computer and I can go to anything I need real quick. And, I'm, and, I, and, and man, when that happened, I'm like, ah! yeah. And I'm just ready to tear the building down. And God says, pull off the road. Pull off the road a minute. Park it. I'm the one responsible for giving you a message for them people. Right. Yes. But you need, to, you need to be still a minute. You need, to, you need to just be with me for just a little while. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I punched that, that song into my phone because it was the only thing working. And I just started listening to music. Listen, that, that, that some of the songs that they just sang a while ago was on that. Jalen didn't even know that, but I was sitting there listening to them same identical songs yesterday. You know, we, we are so prone to be Martha. We're so prone to be cumbered about with much serving. And, and, and guys, by the way, You can be overwhelmed with good stuff. I'm not saying you're overwhelmed with sin or overwhelmed with with, bad stuff. You can be overwhelmed doing good. And when you get overwhelmed, you get frustrated. When you get overwhelmed, you get irritable. When you get overwhelmed, you take it out on other people. And she comes to Jesus and said, Don't you care? I'm overwhelmed. And he says, Listen. Mary's chosen that good part, the best part. You know what Jesus was trying to hint to her? You need to pull over. You need to pull over. You need to come off the road a minute. This is your quiet time. This is when you need to be still. Now, I'm very good at crying out. I'm very good at being authentic. I'm very good about telling God all my problems. But what, this is where I struggle when it is time to be still. I'm not a be still kind of person. I'm a fixer. I'm a, hey, let's get to it. Let's go. Hey, 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 hey. You got time to lean. You got time to clean. Let's get at it. Come on, right, sir. Walking through the hallway. You need something to do. We got things to do around here. I, I, I'm just, I'm just my, my wiring is not to sit still. And that's very hard for me, and it might be very hard for some of you guys. But sometimes we need to pull off the road, and we need to stop, and we need to keep our mouth shut. This is not a time to be speaking, this is a time to be listening and listen to see what God wants to tell you. Sometimes that's why God allows you to get overwhelmed, because that's the only time He gets to speak to you. Oh, come on now, that's right. This is where we need to be still. Be still and know that I am God. Listen. Psalms 46 verse 1. He says God is our refuge and strength. Very present help in trouble. How many of y'all believe that? But then it says this verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. Habakkuk 2.20 says, but the Lord is in his holy temple. Where's it? What are we talking about? Where are we getting? We're talking about abiding in his presence, pulling off the road, stopping, spending time abiding in his presence. Look what it says in Habakkuk 2.20. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth, what? Zechariah 2.13. Both of these verses have to do with God being in his place. Be what? Everybody, be silent. be silent, oh, all flesh before the Lord, for he is raised up out of his holy habitation. Many times we'll go to the presence of God and we'll spend, we'll spend all that time telling him what's going on, telling him our problems. And that's okay. And that's what we're supposed to do. That's what that first point is about crying. But then you need to stop and listen Stop and hear from him. Stop, read your Bible, meditate on those words, and let God talk to you. Dear Father, we thank you for all these things. I need this and I need that and I need this and I need that. God, this is going wrong and this is a problem. This is an issue. Lord, help me, help me, help me. In Jesus' name, amen. When God was just fixing to tell you how to solve all those things, But you didn't sit still long enough to hear from him. Now Now, I want to do a survey, and I need y'all to be honest. If you're not going to be honest, you're going to get diarrhea when you leave. I'm sorry, I'm overwhelmed this week. How many of you, how many of you, with your preacher, it's hard for you to sit still? There we go. Look around. Let's pause. Take time. Pull over. When you're, getting, when you're getting really overwhelmed, that's a sign that you need to pull over. You see, my tendency when I get overwhelmed, I think I'm not doing enough. And I think I need to step up my game. These things are piling up on me, so I I I have to go faster, or I have to dig deeper, or I have to do more. When in reality, God's saying, "You need to chill out, pull over, and talk to me a little bit. Spend some time in my presence. In my presence. Then, then number three. Then number three. Look what he says in verse two. He says, "I will cry." In verse 4, he said, I will abide. That's my quiet time. That's my devotional time. That's when I sit still and let God talk to me. And in verse 4, he says, After I will abide in the tabernacle, the place where God's presence is, he says, I will. Oh, boy. So, number one, I will cry. Number two, I will abide. Number three, I will trust. I will trust. That's where we exercise faith. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not on thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Preacher, what are you saying? You need to cry unto him. Be specific. Be honest. Be transparent. Be real. Then you need to pull off the road and be still. And listen Listen, and then here's a a key part. You need to trust what he tells you. You need to trust what you hear from him. David said, I'm going to spend time in the tabernacle, and then I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust him when he tells me there's some things I need to stop in my life. I'm going to trust him when he tells me there's some people that need to be out of my life. There's some things I need to add to my life. I'm going to trust him when he tells me that I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Are y'all with me? You got to trust him. What good is it? What good is it to get a word from God if you're not going to trust the word he gives you? How many of y'all remember the apostle Paul when he was in the shipwreck? Remember when he's in the shipwreck and everybody, they were freaking out. I mean, they were just losing their minds. We're going to die. They've been in this storm for period days upon days upon days. And, and, and this is what he said. This is what he said. This is great. This is good stuff. I'm telling you, this is good preaching. Even if I'm doing it. Amen. Amen. He said, he said, I have heard from God. The angel of the Lord hath met with me tonight. In other words, he said, I've got a word from God. Then he said this, and I believe God. You're going to have to trust him. You're going to have to believe him. You're going to have to believe he knows you better than you know you. You have to believe that he's smarter than you. You have to believe that he has already been in your tomorrow. He's already been from the beginning of your life to the end of your life. He's alpha. He's omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. He is the Lord. He knows what he's doing and we need to trust him. Amen. That's right. David said, I'm going to cry to him. I'm going to sit still long enough that I can hear from him. And when I do hear from him, I'm going to trust him. What do you do when you're overwhelmed? Sometimes you're going to have to exercise some faith. What does it mean to exercise faith? It means taking that step even when you can't see. That's why it says in Proverbs 3, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean, lean not. Say it with me, lean not own understanding in other words what makes sense to you right. cuz sometimes life is not going to make sense Sometimes your issues and your problems and the things that happen to you. Sometimes people are going to come into your life that doesn't make sense. Sometimes there's going to be people go out of your life that doesn't make sense. Sometimes there's going to be tragedies happen. Sometimes there's going to be things take place that you're just not going to understand. I don't know why this is happening to me. I don't know why I'm going through all this. I don't know why. But you've got to believe that God is in control. He is on the throne and he will never allow anything to come into your life that will not be for your benefit. All things work together for good. Now you can't see that in the moment. There's things that's happened to me in my life and in my ministry at the moment. I thought it was the end of the world. I couldn't see it, but little did I know later on when I look back, that was a stepping stone to a better thing. And you got to trust him. Now, I wish I had three points to make that easy. But you just got to trust him. Then number four. Number four. What was number one? When we get overwhelmed, I will. Number two, I will. Number three, I will. Look at number eight. So will I. Come on, everybody. So will I. I'm going to sing. Now, now, some of y'all think that the praise only happens after the deliverance. But David said, I'm gonna sing while I'm overwhelmed. Now I know some of y'all are wrapping up right now, but I ain't done. We're gonna read, we're gonna read an illustration. We're gonna read an example. Of someone who did this. His name is Jehoshaphat. No kidding. That's his name. I don't understand why somebody would to name their kid that. But they did. He was a king in Israel. He was a king in Israel. And there was armies coming against him. Massive. Massive. A horde of armies. They had gathered together to come fight him. He's going to die. They don't have what it takes to win. They don't have enough military might. They don't have enough. This is, this is a hopeless situation. Are y'all with me? Yes. And I could say, I could say with all honesty, he was probably feeling overwhelmed. overwhelmed. Yeah. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. In 2 Chronicles, I got it right here. You can look it up or not. It don't matter to me. I'm going to read it off of here. 2 Chronicles 20. Just listen to this. Listen to this, how this progression goes. I mean, it is exactly Psalm 61. Now listen, everybody. 2 Chronicles 20, verse 1. It came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them others beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side, Syria, and behold that Hazon Tamar, which is in Gedi And Jehoshaphat feared, he was overwhelmed. He is looking at his situation, and he's feeling it. And he set himself to seek the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. This is verse 3. From verse 3 to verse 9, we're going to see his cry. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask of the Lord, even out of all the cities of Judah. It it is so bad that all of the people come out of their houses and they come together to cry out unto the Lord and to beg God. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. And said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven? Man, that's raw. Aren't you God? Aren't you God? And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? In thy hand is there not power and might so that none is able to withstand thee? Art not thou our God who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel and gave it to the seed of Abraham, thy friend forever? And they dwelt therein and have built thee a sanctuary. Hey, God, we built you a house. We built you a sanctuary. If when evil cometh upon us as the sword, judgment, pestilence, famine, we stand before this. He's reminding God what God said to him in the promise. For thy name is in this house and cry unto thee. And cry unto thee in our affliction. Then thou wilt hear and help That's What you said. That's what you said you would do. And now behold the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. Whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade. When they came. See he's, he's getting real honest now. He's saying them people you didn't let us kill earlier. Here they are. Right. He's being honest. When they came out of the land of Egypt. But they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say how they reward us. Look at what they're doing. We showed them mercy earlier and now look what they're doing to us to come and cast us out of thy possession which thou hast given us to inherit. Oh God, oh God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company. We don't have what it takes. We we can't fight against them. Neither know we what to do. God, we don't know what to do. But our eyes are upon thee. That's cry. Now I want you to see abide. Verses 13. And all Judah, what's that next word? Yeah. Stood. You know what they did? They pulled off the road. Yeah. They made their petition to God, they cried out to God, and they stood, meaning they were waiting for an answer. They stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Then, I love that. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, and Levi to the son of Asaph came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. Preacher, what are you saying? When they cried out to God and they, listen, spent time to abide and wait on his voice, he showed up. He showed up. And this is what he said. Hearken ye all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou king Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by the reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours but God's. Say amen. amen. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz. And ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel." Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves and what? Everybody say it. And see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah, Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them for the Lord will be with you. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. So what happened? They cried unto the Lord. They stood still and now they've got a word from the Lord. Now watch what happened. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiped the Lord and the Levites, that's the choir and of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice. And they rose early in the morning and went forth in the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat, watch what he says. Watch what he said. What's the next point? What's the next point? What's number three? I can't hear you. All right. Joshua stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God. What is he saying? Trust him. Trust him. Believe in the Lord, your God. We cried unto him. We got still so we could hear from him. Now he's encouraging them and telling them, believe the Lord, your God. So shall ye be established. Believe his prophets. So shall ye. Now, have they fought the battle yet? Have they, have they experienced deliverance yet? Has, has the thing that overwhelmed them been conquered yet? No. No. But watch what they do. Lastly, what was number one? I will cry. Number two, I will. Number three, I will. Number four, I will. Watch this now. Watch this now. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed, Savior. come on, he appointed under the Lord. Now, they're in the battle. They're fixing to go to war. There's an unbelievable just multitude of enemy out there. You would think they'd call in the special forces. It's time for the Rangers, baby. It's time for the seals. No, it's time for Jalen and the choir. Jalen sitting over there saying, I'm not sure about this preacher. I'm not, I'm not sure about this. And when they begin to sing and to pray, y'all see this? When they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. What happened preacher? They begin to sing and they begin to praise. And the Bible says that God inhabiteth the praises of Israel. Yes. The word inhabiteth means to sit down. Yes. What happened? They begin to sing and to praise God and God just sat down among them. Yes. And he sent confusion in the ranks of the enemy and they just killed each other. Just killed each other. Not one Israelite had to pull a sword against one part of the enemy. Not one single one. They came out to the battle and they were all dead. That thing that had them so overwhelmed was no longer. Oh, yeah. right. Now, let me say this this is why you shouldn't ever put your notes up. If you keep reading, if you keep reading, when the nation of Israel got out there, y'all know when you go to war, whoever wins gets the what of war? The spoils of war. The Bible says that when Israel got out there among the enemy, which was all dead, they began to gather the spoils of war. And there was more than they could carry away. Wow. And the Bible says it took them three days, yeah. three days. That's great. to carry it all home. Wow. Preacher, what are you saying? This thing that overwhelms you just may be God setting up an opportunity to bless you. And I ain't talking about a, a, a close parking spot at Kroger. Oh. I'm talking about a blessing that's going to take you three days to drag home. Oh. Yes. But first they had to cry. They had to be still. They had to pull off the road. They had to believe him. I've learned this, Brother Doug, if you don't trust him, you ain't going to sing. And what will make you sing when you believe what he told you?